Welcome to the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. Hey, thank you for hanging out with me today on the podcast where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. Today, we're going to be talking about a word that I I've thought about a lot, you've thought about a lot, and we've probably all used, all of us, in especially in our culture and our, the current climate that we live in, we've all used this word. And this word really is overused, but I think it's it really in our lives, it's prized too much. When you ask somebody, how are you doing? A lot of times they'll say, I'm good, I'm just really, really busy, right? We use that word and we hear that word all the time. We even wear that word like a badge of honor. I know in ministry, um, oftentimes, even in the corporate world, I also own a business. So it's this idea that as long as you're busy, you're doing good. Well, I came to tell you this really simple thought, this really simple idea today is that busyness does not always equal productivity. See, I believe that we have been conditioned to be busy, but we haven't been celebrated for being productive. I think back to even in school when I was a kid, which I don't know what this was like, like to finish the test and finish my work early because I was so smart and good at it. But there were always kids in my class who they would finish their work early. They would finish the test early. And because they were so smart, they were given what? Do you remember busy work? I remember hearing a teacher say, I'm going to give you these two worksheets or these three worksheets of busy work that you can do until the rest of the class finishes. And so I had this this thought to myself recently, even when I was thinking about this, I was like, man, the, the honor and the prize for being so excellent or good or well-prepared for your test is that you're rewarded with busy work. It's not really a reward. We've, we've conditioned kids even just to stay busy, even if you're not productive. We've conditioned people, even ourselves, each other at times, to be busy and not productive. I remember I had a a boss one time uh, years ago who wanted me in the office from nine to five. Well, I could finish my particular job in about four hours. I mean, max potential, um, really efficient, really excellent job in about four hours. And I would say, "Listen, I'm 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 done with the task. I'm done with the job." Is there something else that I can do that's fruitful or productive? And the response from this particular boss was this: I don't care what you do as long as you're in your as long as you're on the clock and in your office like you're supposed to be. And I remember for me that was demoralizing. For me that was it, it honestly it produced in me this desire to not finish my work in an efficient way, but in that season to kind of drag it out to take more time. Because I knew if I worked really efficiently and and really crushed my job in a good way, that the only reward that I had was to sit in the, my office bored for a few hours. Now, could I read a book? Could I do some continuing education? Absolutely. But the reward for being really good was just making sure that you punched the clock on time at five o'clock and you stayed confined to these walls. Well, that drove me absolutely crazy. Like, And it made me, it fostered in me this idea and desire 
to want to be around people who necessar- didn't necessarily care about punching the clock perfectly, but wanted to be incredibly productive in their craft and in their job. It created in me a hunger, and now I have the opportunity. I'm really blessed to be a boss, to be a leader and a, a, an under-shepherd and really a caretaker for a whole group of employees. And what that experience did for me, it helped me minimize my desire for busyness and maximize my desire for productivity. So when I look at my team and the people around me, I'm not looking to see how busy they are. Now I am if they're overworking because overwork and being over busy can lead to underperformance and burnout. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm not looking to see if they're busy. I I could not care less if they punch in at nine o'clock and punch out at five o'clock. What I care about is are you being productive in your job? Are you winning in your area? Are you hitting home runs? I've, I've literally told my staff at times, I don't care if you're here for one hour or for 50 hours, as long as you're hitting home runs, as long as you're being productive, as long as you're having joy in your job and doing an excellent job, the busyness does not matter to me. The productivity does. And so if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, and listen, that leader in my life at the time with me, lost respect and credibility. And honestly, he lost what would have been a really great leader because he wanted me to be busy rather than wanting me to be productive. He didn't set me up to win and feel alive and joyful in my job. He just wanted the busyness. He just wanted me to, to, to live in this box that he created. And that was detrimental to me. At my creativity, my joy in the job, all of those things. So, um, and I heard John Maxwell say this one time. This is really interesting. And this is, I, I, I heard this about 15 years ago and it stuck with me. John Maxwell had a really good friend. And John Maxwell was a leadership guru. Um, he wrote 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, a great book if you've never read it. Um, but he read that he and his friend uh, were talking about hiring a youth pastor when he was at his church. And his friend said, man, I got this young guy that's working for me and he's just driving me crazy because we get to work at 8 a.m. And everybody around here has always gotten to work at 8 a.m. But this guy comes in at like 10 o'clock and, you know, he stays. Now, granted, he stays till six or seven, but I I want him here at 8 a.m. And, you know, this rocked on for six months or so. And so this friend of John Maxwell fired the guy. He he let him go. He's like, listen, man, you can't get here at eight o'clock. It's one of our standards. I, you, you, I just can't deal with it. Well, another couple months rolls on, and John Maxwell said, I hired the guy. I hired the guy and said, hey, listen, I want you to be successful. I want you to be productive, but I want you to come to work at 10 o'clock. I want you to come in by 10 o'clock or 11 if you want to, because John recognized that he was staying late. He was getting the job done, but it wasn't in the, this perfect box. That guy went on to be an exceptional leader and took John Maxwell's, that area of his ministry to the next level. Well, why? John Maxwell cared about the productivity more than he cared about the busyness in the box that other people had created. Sometimes in prizing busyness over productivity, we miss what's most important. There's a story from scripture in Luke chapter 10, and you, you guys know you've listened long enough. And if you haven't, and you've stumbled onto this podcast for the first time, I'm a Christian, I'm a, a leader in the Christian community and in my a church, pastor in my church. And, and so in Luke chapter 10, uh, these verses are special to me. They come from the Bible, the New Testament, Luke chapter 10. 
It's a story about Jesus and a few of his friends, Mary and Martha. And Martha in this story, she is she is busy. I mean, just crazy busy. She's like scurrying around the house, accomplishing tasks, getting meal ready, doing dishes. She's doing all these things. And Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Mary's in the presence of Jesus. She's listening to Jesus talk, whatever Jesus was talking about that day, you know, maybe recounting a miracle or, or teaching something from the, the Torah. You know, he would have known the, you know, and been around the, the, the first five books of the Bible. He would have talked about Moses maybe or whatever Jesus, he might've just been talking about like the weather and, you know, the weather in the Middle East at that time, you know, who knows. But Mary's sitting there and Martha begins to get frustrated with Mary because Martha's busy. Martha's really busy. And Mary to Martha looks lazy. So Martha starts complaining. She's like, Jesus, what in the world? You know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm here doing all this stuff for you and I'm, I'm, I'm really busy. And Mary, it looks like she's lazy. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, Martha, Mary has chosen the good thing. Like the most productive thing, if you were a disciple of Jesus and a follower of Jesus, like it was really good for her, I guess, to clean the house and to cook all this food for people and to be busy and scurrying about. But it, the most productive thing was to sit at the feet of the one who could teach you everything you wanted to know, to, to sit at the feet of the one that could give you healing and restoration and grace. So the busyness, sure, it was good and it looked good to all the guests, but the most important thing, the most productive thing was to sit at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said this about Mary. He said, Martha, listen, Mary has chosen the good thing. She's chosen the most important thing. And so you say, okay, TJ, you got me. I'm, I'm busy and I've wore busyness like a badge of honor. And listen, I had a group of friends at one time. We were always trying to out, we were all young leaders. We were trying to outdo other, each other in our leadership, outdo one another in our busyness. Who, you know, who put in the most hours, who had read the most books, you know, who had, who had, you know, accomplished and hit their goals, you know, went above and beyond. And we were just, we were busy for the sake of being busy. And you may be in that season where you say, man, I've required that of my team. And, you know, you think your team is, you know, they've lost joy because, you know, they're not as passionate about the goal anymore. But maybe in this podcast, you're realizing that you've made them productive or you've made them busy for busy sake and you haven't prized or celebrated their productivity. You say, TJ, either maybe you're that leader or you're that person that's recognizing, listening to this, that, man, I'm, I'm busy in some areas of my life that, I'm not very productive. I'm just busy and it's leading to burnout. So what can I do? Oh, here's what you do. Slow down, take a breath, observe and evaluate, begin to genuinely evaluate areas of your life to where maybe you're working a lot. You're giving a ton of effort, but you're getting very little fruit, very little return on the investment. So ask yourself, what am I doing right now in my life? That's fruitful. What am I doing at my job that I'm really, really, really good at and then what am I doing that's just busy work? And then begin to have real conversations with people that are over you, people that are under you, people that are around you about how to maybe delegate some of those things that are just busy work. Or one thing we found here um, in, in my place of employment at First Baptist is that there were several people, when I was honored with the opportunity to become the executive pastor, one of the things that I got to do was evaluate people's job descriptions. And I realized that there were people doing things that they felt they were supposed to do to stay busy, but they weren't passionate about it. And there were other people who weren't doing things that were very passionate about what this person had to do as busy work. And so I was able to, to move some of those positions and move some of those responsibility 
So now the work that people are doing is work that they're excited about and they're passionate about, and it's not just busy work. So maybe evaluate, talk with your team, look at yourself and say, okay, what are these things that I'm doing in my life? Are they productive? Am I getting a real return on investment? Or is this busyness leading to burnout? Because I I don't care who you are. I don't care what your job is. There will be a day that if you're busy for the sake of being busy, it will lead you to burnout. And and some of you, you come home every day and you're exhausted and you're tired and you don't find any joy in the work that you're doing. Listen, we only get one life to live. You only get one trip around this thing, right? Like you've only got so many years. I, I hear people tell me that all the time. Like I've only got so much time with my kids being in the age that they're in. I only have so much time with my wife and I in the season that we're in before we get like arthritis and, you know, we can't travel like we want to travel, you know, or whatever, you know, age will come upon you really, really quickly is what I'm learning. And so if we're busy for the sake of being busy, it can lead us to burnout to where we don't have this joy. And you say, well, TJ, I feel like I'm there, but I'm just going to push through. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going because we prize busyness, right? It's a badge of honor. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work the late hours and I'm going to miss out on the family functions and I'm just going to keep being busy, even though maybe I feel burnout. Listen, I read this in a book called The Hope Quotient, fantastic book. And the guy said this, if you're approaching burnout, if you feel like you might be burning out in your job, know this, that you may already be empty and you're just gliding. He said, a, a plane can go a little bit further or, or an extended di- distance even after the fuel's gone. So you imagine this prop pro- propeller plane flying through the air and it's out of fuel, but it's so high in the air and it has a wingspan so it can glide. He said, but this is what he said, if the fuel's gone, it can glide for an extended period of time, but the crash will be monumental. The stop will be monumental. So in your life, you may be muscling through it. You may, be, you may be burning the candle at both ends. You know, you've got soccer practice on Monday, dance on Wednesday, you know, extracurriculars on Thursday. You and your kids grab a bite to eat and you get to talk for 15 minutes on Friday right, as you share some chicken nuggets or whatever on your way to the baseball tournament. And you have no real margin in your life. And you're burning out maybe as a dad, as a husband, a mom, a parent, a friend, a coworker. You're carrying all these things and you're just coasting. Listen, my prayer for you, my my desire for you is that today, maybe you would just check the pulse on your life and your busyness. Are you approaching burnout? Are you just coasting with no fuel? Are you surviving on the habits and the busyness that you've created around you? And you're just, you're just coasting to a crash. Now, I, I don't want that for you. I, I say that because five years ago, I did that. I was... Um, I was that guy and, and, uh, my, my team, my friends that are closest to me, to my family could tell you when I came on staff at first Baptist, I wanted to prove myself. So in the first three years, I only took off three Sundays. I, uh, missed family functions this year. Y'all I've been at this church for 11 years. This year is the first year that I stayed on family vacation for a Sunday. Well, you say, why'd you do that? Well, my team is really good to me. And they're like, Hey, don't be dumb. You know, there was a season where you were dumb in your life and you missed birthdays and you missed family outings and you missed games and you missed anniversaries. You know, you miss these things to be at work. And if you want to, if you want to be really good at your job for 10 years, that's possible. But if you want to build a legacy in your job and cultivate a culture that's healthy around you for 30 years, things have got to change. 
And that happened to me about five years ago. I, I, I burned out. I hit a wall and it was really tough for me. And, and so building back from that, I had to prioritize and begin to prioritize rest and not apologize for it. You say, TJ, well, what are some things that I can do? Slow down, take a breath and observe and evaluate. Then realize that business leads to burnout. Check yourself, you know, th- throw, check your pulse. Are you nearing burnout? If so, begin to prioritize rest and don't apologize for it. You need rest. You need rest in your family. You need time where you just, you just breathe. You need rest in your work where you close the computer, you, you shut the books, you turn off the Excel spreadsheet, right? You, you, you push away from the computer screen, you get some sunlight, right? You walk out of the cubicle, whatever it looks like, prioritize rest and don't apologize for it. Really begin to create some margin in your life so that you can have a great work-life balance. Now, listen, there's you know, there's, there's those guys that, that are out there that'll tell you, you know, I wake up at four o'clock every morning and I go to the gym and I'm by myself for two hours. And then I, you know, I, sure. There are those guys out there. There, there's, there are those exceptional human beings that, um, wake up at four 30 and they go to bed at 12 o'clock at night and they get about four hours of sleep and they, they've always got 15 other things going on. And they're, they're always tackling something new and casting vision. There, there are those exceptional humans, but for the rest of us, (laughs) we need to create margin. We need to prioritize the things that are important and the things that are giving us a great return on our investment. Now, don't hear me saying you need to slack off at work, right? Don't hear me saying that, that if something at work you don't like doing it, you should delegate that to somebody else. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're busy for the sake of being busy and you're wearing busyness like a badge of honor, you need to rethink the way you work. You need to work towards productivity and not towards busyness. Make some margin in your life so that ultimately you can create a work-life balance that is successful and sustainable. Listen, this is the last thing. And in my notes, when I was preparing for this, uh, this specific podcast, at the bottom of my notes, I put in the end, period. And um, I had a whole thought, a section that I was going to go into, but um, when Lily and I, the, our podcast producer, when we were talking about it, for me, I was like, no, that, that really is the end of the podcast. Because in the end, nobody celebrates someone's busyness. They celebrate their productivity. They don't, they don't you know, they, they re, what people remember, you know, take our kids, for example, our spouse, you know, they don't, they'll remember how busy we were. But they'll delight in the time we took off to take them fishing or the time we went camping, or the time we splurged on that dinner out, and, you know, we broke the mold of our, you know, little boxes, and we went camping, or, you know, we we invested in the things that matter the most. You will be prized, you will be celebrated for having that work-life balance as a person, because in the end, all we have, like, you're going to be replaced at your job. Like, one day when I kick the bucket, I mean, if the Lord graces me with another 20 years, I'd like to retire here when I'm, like, 55, and go and, you know, do something else, engage in some kind of ministry, maybe do missions with my wife and, and maybe engage in another country and go live somewhere else. But I'd like to give 20 more years here. But this is what I know to be true. When I'm done here, if the Lord gives me 20 years, I'm just going to be replaced. Like, like someone else is going to come in and they're going to benefit from my, my, my hard work and they're going to benefit from my productivity. But I'm going to be replaced. And at your job, listen, if 
if you leave next week, they're going to hire somebody else. So don't sacrifice your life. Don't sacrifice your health. Don't sacrifice your family for the sake of busyness when it doesn't lead to productivity. Be productive. Make margin. Find a good work-life balance and always choose. Listen, choose the good thing. Choose the most important thing. The only way you know that is if you take the time to observe and evaluate so that you can avoid burnout and you can be productive. Listen, try to develop that culture in your home, in your house, at at your work. You say, TJ, I'm like the fourth person down. I'm not the boss. I'm not the overseer. Listen, just start having these conversations. Be bold. Like, give them some books, like 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, Canoeing the Mountains, The Hope Quotient. Begin to introduce material that will help people think outside the box of busyness and think towards productivity. Listen, I I hope that you gleaned something beneficial from this. I know that for my life, this has been a great revelation uh, over the past five years since my moment of burnout to to encourage my team to think about productivity and not just busyness. I know it's been good for me. It's been good for marriage. And it's, it's definitely helped me in my parenting to choose the good thing, to choose my kids over the next promotion, you know, or to choose my kids over the, you know, three more hours of having to work on a Friday or whatever it is. Choosing the good part is better than being busy for busy sake. So make the margin, create the work-life balance, and watch God move in your life. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I do, listen, if this has been beneficial, if you say, oh my gosh, I needed to hear this. And I know so-and-so, we were just talking about this last week. Listen, like, share, subscribe, send this to somebody if it's meaningful to you. Leave a review on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all those places. And ultimately, listen, leave us an email. If there's something that you would love for us to talk about in leadership, life, work, or even the gospel, um, when it comes to biblical things, shoot us an email and we'd love to talk about it. Thanks for hanging out with me, y'all. See you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend. For more content, follow us on Instagram and YouTube. If you have any questions you would like to ask TJ, whether it is about life, leadership, or the gospel, you can email those to tjmaldenleadershippodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you join us again on the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast.